Hey, you're listening to the Prime Culture Podcast. This Prime Culture is for the dreamers, the schemers, and the believers. We're here to introduce a whole new generation to the abundant life. We're here for the prime of our lives. Hey, can you turn me up in my headphones? Oh, no, you can't. Sorry. (laughs) (laughs) Ain't nobody got money. Hey, listen, to all of our ministry partners. Ain't got no money. To all of our our ministry partners. What did you say? To all of our promoters. That's what Tim Ross is. Oh, this to all the of dwellers. our PayPal's, all to of all our dwellers, to all of our dwellers that have invested. Hey, go to our Patreon, bro. Bro, He's don't call me crazy, but no, you're not crazy. It's already it's a proven concept. People do it already on people already do it on the World Wide Web. We don't need a budget. You know, we would have a budget for headphones if, if, we, if we had a Patreon. Community. If we had a Patreon, dog. I'm just saying. So can we pick up? Another? I've been saying. Well, let me ask this question: Are we already speeding for real? So this is oh. live. This is live. I love it. Okay, so let me ask this question, you guys. Oh, wow, this if is you're crazy. listening, if you're listening to this, I'm not ready would for you this. would you join us for like an extended conversation beyond the podcast, outside of the podcast? Um, podcast kinda, after dark or what? Oh my no? god, dude, what are you doing? <laughs> she said after dark. First of all, this is not the first lady. First that's just all, me and you. Oh, that's just me and you, girl. Hey, that's a different podcast, though. I don't need to be here. Cruising Diana after dark. I don't. <laughs> Y'all said we were talking about something like, else. Wow. It's like that Simpson meme where he goes like, into the yeah, grass. Yeah, yeah. No, but hey, yo, like, I'm just, ask, I'm just asking. I'm asking, like, so if we did something like a Patreon community where it was extended content, different content, maybe some live Q&A with me, Diana, yeah, Felipe, yeah. some of our team, is that something you would want to do? Let me know. Because um, we've been talking about it. We've been talking about just extra value add, the power of community, right? Because mm-hmm. like, um, Felipe, you've been telling me this forever, bro. Like, dude, like everyone, everyone's creating content and the algorithm is set up for consuming, not for community. Yeah. Mm. You know? I saw a video of the guy from Patreon saying like that basically the way people consume content now is with algorithms is specifically to them. So there's no way to keep in contact with the person that, you want to keep contact with, which would be the content creator. Does that make sense? So it's really difficult to keep up with the people that are following you. For example, it's really hard in your Instagram, if you think about it, to keep up with the actual people that are following you because their algorithm throws anything at them. For real? Hey, speaking so, of which. Anyway. Speaking of which, I don't think we've ever asked people to do this, but like turn on notifications on I our Instagram. I think you should. On your Instagram, turn on at this prime culture notifications, turn yeah. on the bell notifications on YouTube so you know when we drop new content but i i agree with you i like i love the idea of not just building community but like the interactivity right so if it's like we did a patreon we did a zoom whatever <clears throat> like once a week or we set this up we're like right after the right after we shoot we just jump in with people blah 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 whatever that looks like i don't know what that's going to look like in the future but if that's something that you would want to do shoot us a dm at this prime culture shoot us a dm and say hey i would be part of the community yeah for real i just want to see from everyone that actually can is part of this podcast community part of this content community if that's something you want to do just kind of take what's it called breaking the fourth wall yeah you know what i mean just kind of like getting into outside of like the 2d space of just i just want i just watch you on digital versus man i get to interact with you you were talking about this on the podcast this this conversation came up can you unpack that yeah. and yeah. we make that exclusive to our con- mm-hmm. our community not just our consumers that's yeah. so good yeah. so i don't know i think it's a good idea i don't know maybe it'll <clears> work out i think we dream i think we dream big and we dream weird i think we do stuff that you know a lot of people in our space aren't doing so so do we I'm have like it. a limit like we do it if there's like 25 people that Man, DM I think us? If 10, I think if we get like 10 DMs, we do it. All right. You know what I'm saying? Right. Like, I mean, you start somewhere. Yeah, yeah. Right? You dream big and start small. Yeah. Um, speaking of starting, welcome to episode three. This is episode three of season nine of the Prime Culture Podcast. Super excited to be back on set. With the besties. Back on set. <laughs> the besties for my resties. Yes. Oh, man. I love it. I love it. Um, you guys are doing good? Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's still hell degrees outside. It's hot. <laughs> it's 100 in yes, hell. Yes, but it, we felt a little breeze this morning. Yeah, we had a little cold That's front. Right. It was like 89 we degrees. We took out the sweater. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it was 89 degrees, little cold front. <laughs> little cold front <laughs> Little cold front coming in. Had a little bit of a nasty workout. In case you didn't know, the three of us work out together also. 
We work if, out in together. In case you didn't know, we spend a lot of time <laughs> together. <laughs> we see each other every morning. Every but morning. We don't work out together together. We work out in the same space. You guys work out together. Yeah, we work out, we got, we work out amongst each other. Yes. Mm-hmm. And Pastor Cruz is trying to smoke me in my wad today. I was Not trying, today. bro. I was On trying. the warm-up. I was On a warm-up, warm-up killer. <laughs> I was a warm-up killer today. I was over... Achieving. Everybody else on the class was like, What's wrong with this guy? We had five minutes left and we were already done. We were trying too hard. (laughs) Yeah, we did the most. Hit quick this morning. It did. It did. I was just trying to keep up with the young bucks, man. I still got a little bit of gas in the tank. Little bit. Felipe, who works out with no pre workout. That's crazy. No pre workout. No pre workout. I don't know. No coffee. He literally just jumps out of bed. That's just insane. water, baby. That's just youthful fervor. Jeez. It's just God-given. Tell yeah. us what that's about, that youthful fervor. Honestly, pre-workout just makes me feel very weird. Like, it doesn't make me feel good at all. Hmm. Like, it makes me want to throw up. Oh, shoot. So Can't, can't relate. I mean, is that is that for the Patreon people only? <laughs> <laughs> yes, that's for another conversation. <clears throat> no, dude, I feel like, I feel like pre-workout uh, used to make me super jittery. Mm. Um, I well, used there's to, different kinds. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But I would feel it. Like, my face would get all tingly and stuff I would like just that. hit How it. How is that not a heart attack? You know? Or like Dude, a stroke? no, for real. For I real, I felt for like real. ants were crawling all over me, and I would just do this all the whole hour. And then we're good, you know? But I think it I got used away. to it. I think, yeah, I think I'm jaded. I think I'm jaded because I don't even feel it anymore. So I think I'm going to stop. Diana still says it feels so good. Dude, Diana does <laughs> the three scoops. the only way to live. Diana does three scoops and then drinks a bang at the gym. Sometimes. She washes it She's down. Like, what's part of your wellness routine? 1,200 milligrams of caffeine before the gym. <laughs> but we're doing good. He's just good. kidding, guys. Don't be preoccupied. <clears throat> we're doing good. We're doing you know, good. I, I, love, I love the thought of, of doing good. I love the thought of doing good. And that's what we've been talking about, right? Like, we've just been rallying around or just gathering around the thought this season of teaching the culture about the goodness of God and it directly the goodness of, of man and the goodness of us because of the goodness of God. And so um, we do this thing that we haven't done in a while. Mm-hmm. And it just occurred to me right now. Do you remember when we would start things and be like, hey, Tell me something good. Tell me something good. Yeah, yeah. That was like we all our done, meetings. Yeah, we haven't done that in a while. Should we, we do that? It. We I feel should. Like, I feel like we you should start. throw it back. I'll start. Um, something good. I'm a week out for my birthday. Ooh, let's go. So I'm about to, I'm about to, I'm about, I'm about to, to be. About to 1031, baby. Yep, at least. <laughs> at least. At least. Man, that's what's crazy about getting older and getting better. Um, that like, it, if you do it right, you really feel that way. You feel like. The older you get, the better you are. <clears throat> and so I'll be 44 next Monday, Damn. which at the time of this recording, this was recorded on September 12th. Um, I guess, I don't know if that takes away the, the mystique of the podcast, right? <laughs> um, but our team is just, you know, uh, anyway, it doesn't matter. We're handling but business. We're handling business. Mm-hmm. We're just, you know, we really take our content seriously and all of that. Anyway, um, so today's, today's September 12th. In six days, it'll be my birthday, man. So I think hitting 44, it's really interesting because physically, I feel like I'm 28, 30. Let's go. Um, Mentally and cognitively, I feel the sharpest I've ever been. So there's something really interesting there, man. You know? So yeah, that's good. I'm glad to be alive. That's good. Praise God. Praise God. Um, Well, going back to the gym, I am getting stronger. So I... I did leg press with like eight plates yesterday. So I was like, Big yes. Flex. That's not something good. That's something great. <laughs> yes. So I'm like, it's like that meme when people start asking you, why are your legs growing? Unfortunately, nobody's asking me. <laughs> but <laughs> I'm grateful that I was able to push that weight. That's awesome. Yeah, yeah. That was something good. That's really, really cool. Well, for me, I guess something that I can, I'm thinking about right now, we are about to drop our third single for Abundant Worship. Ooh, so that's something let's good. Go. Bro, can I just say how proud we are of you and the team? And the music that God is giving us, it's, it's so dope. It is. How, how, do, how do we get it? How do we get the music? Uh, you can go, I'm like, well, right now? It's not released. <laughs> you can't. Well, not the single, but like the music no, that already you, exists. Look us up as Abundant Worship. Abundant Worship on iTunes, um, Apple Music. All New Spirits. New Spirits speak. out. Speak, being thrown is out. And I'm so not going to tell you what song comes out next, but so it's one that we've been singing a lot in church. Oh, I love it. I love the one that's coming out too. I yeah. love I mean, the, the last two drop. just feel like um, they've been in in our soul, yeah. you know? Every time we sing it, it's like we've known these. Yeah. I even yeah. had to ask Cruz, I'm like, are you sure that th- these are like originals? Because I thought, yeah. like, I feel like I've been singing them. So, so proud of you guys. Thank you. I think it's so incredible. That's real good. I think it's, did you ever think you'd be like here? I've always... You know, it's one of those things that you, 
you dream about it and then you look at your life and you're like, there's no way <laughs> we're going to get there. Yeah, yeah. So it's been like all this has been like um, just absolutely madness for me to see it all come together. That's awesome. And um, I'm just riding the wave in a, in a sense, you know. Um, I used to get caught up in trying to make it all work with my own hands and now I just follow. And so our team has been incredible. Like every single person in our worship team, et cetera, our pastors, you, you both. <laughs> the culture has been incredible. Um, this is a God thing and it's Amen. not orchestrated by me or anyone in our team, but it's, but the Lord is doing it. Yeah. And you said, you said something that I want to, I want to like kind of put my finger on it. You said it's, it's not like when I used to try to do it all just like the work in my hands, mm -hmm. <clears throat> which there's a big difference, right? Between self-sufficiency and then dependency on Jesus. Mm. Um, what would you say are like some big differences between the two? Uh, obedience. Well, that's the biggest difference. Um, I think at least for me, learning to obey um, and letting go of like my expectations. And that's probably, I don't know if that is deep as you, as you were, as you were. No, no, no. It, I'm, I'm just curious, man. I, I'm curious because I, I think, I think that statement leads us right into the direction of the conversation that we want, mm. that we were planning to have, which is, you know, if we, if we just think about the first two episodes, we talked about, just God being God, yeah, right? And that everything that God is and everything that God does flows out of him being God, right? Yeah. The big word is aseity, that he is of himself, from himself. Then episode two, we talked about the goodness of God, the mm. kindness of God, <clears throat> and that, that he offers goodness and benevolence and care and provision, providence yeah. for his creation, um, well, in that sense, I would say with that context, doing anything with my own hands, I mean, it's limited. Yeah. And we've seen the goodness of God in everything that's happening right now with us. Yeah. When it's absolutely, when he is God, <laughs> when he yeah. is author and he's the one that calls the shots and he is the one we trust. We don't trust algorithms or we don't trust um, like top 100 playlist. Um, we trust him. And then he does the rest. So I would say we've been experiencing the goodness of God because the Lord is at the top of the, all this ultimately. What he does that look God. like? What does that look like in terms of where that leaves you dispositionally or emotionally um, in, in your experience as you're writing, right? So if you're saying, man, I'm, I'm, I'm trusting God, like I'm obeying, I'm writing the, I'm writing the lyrics. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I'm pursuing the, the the melody and I'm pursuing the composition, but I'm trusting it to God. What yeah. does I mean? Does that look like? Does give me if if you can like give me kind of like a like a like a, a two column table like when I depend on myself I feel this. But when, when I depend when I'm on myself, on God I feel this. Oh, it's it's not super easy, but I would say, <clears throat> um, when I depend on myself, I am striving for a song or I am trying to create a song, but when I'm depending on the Lord, I'm discovering a song. Wow. That he already had for wow. us. Wow. And that's the that's our that's like our for like a bit of philosophy as writers of a church is anyone in our team who's written songs is hey, we, we believe the Lord has a song for our house and we're just trying to find it where it is. That so it's more like so a good. like Jurassic Park. You're trying yeah, to like, like see where the bone keeps going. <laughs> and you're like getting all the sand out of it. You're like, Oh, it's this is looking like this and it's looking like this. And that's incredible. We've gone to write some songs for this project that I think there's one in particular. Um, that um, absolutely, I don't think we, that song is from human hands. It's from, and I would never say that if I thought I wrote that song. I didn't write that song. It's beautiful. I discovered it? that song with some of our friends, and it, it's one of those songs that just takes your breath away. So um, I'm totally. I hope this doesn't like I'm hyping everything up. No, no dude. But this, this, is, this, this is your experience, good. though. My experience now with absolutely having an open hand is more of like an exciting, very light the burden feels very light. That's what I was going to ask you. So the pressure's off. The pressure's off. And now you're literally, like you said, it's an adventure to discover what the Lord yeah. has for you. So you definitely should uh, probably approach it in a different manner, yeah, like so, an excitement. So we're excited. Every time we get to write, we're excited because we awesome. just, we genuinely believe that there's a song that the Lord's like trying to like literally whisper maybe to us. Yeah. And then we catch cool. it. And when we catch it, it just comes boom. Yeah. So, <clears throat> no, I yeah. love that, man. Anyway. I think, I think that there's a there's a lot to be said 
in that, right, in that snapshot, that anything that's good in us or in anything that emerges that's beautiful Mm -hmm. is of God, Mm -hmm. right? James says it this way, that every good and perfect thing is of the Lord, is from from above, from the Father of lights, lights. in whom there is no shadow of turning, no variance. Um, And I think that that's something that we, we, we lose generationally or we maybe not just generationally because even even when I was a young adult um I, I didn't live with an awareness of the grace of God mm-hmm. or necessarily like I knew I needed Jesus because mm-hmm. I didn't want to go to hell right <laughs> do you know right. what I mean yeah yeah just like like I knew I, I, yeah mm-hmm. I knew I needed Jesus because I knew there were things I couldn't do on my own. Mm-hmm. I, can't, I can't avoid hell, go to heaven on my own. So you can't save yourself. Right. right. I can't save myself, so I need Jesus. But right. I, didn't, I never really embraced Christ as Lord and Savior fully, because f- fully until this, this like, age and this stage mm-hmm. of my life, where the more I learn the more I learn that I don't know and the more I do, the more I realize that I can't. Mm. Does oh, that make man. sense? Yeah. Right? And That's I like think, a big thought. Yeah. That's beautiful. I think that, I think that it'll serve our, I think it'll serve the culture really, really well if we spend some time in that, right? So like week one was God is God. Week two is was God is good. I wonder if this this week is just, we talk about, we talk about our need for a savior or we just talk about salvation period. Mm-hmm. I firmly believe with all of my heart and you guys tell me what you think that the greatest act of the goodness of God is the act of salvation. Yes, yeah. yes. We talked right? about it last time. There is no greater love. John said, right? The book of John says that there is no greater love than this John 15 than a man yeah. should lay down his life for his friends. Yeah. Like that right there is the container of salvation. And I'm, I'm, I, I love that we're having this conversation. I love to talk about salvation. I think yeah. it's important. And I think it's important for us as young adults, I'm going to very self-servingly include myself in that, right? But I think it's important for us to embrace it because when I was younger, I didn't really appreciate the fullness of Christ. Yeah. Mm-hmm. If he was just a get out of hell free card. Mm-hmm. Well, not for free, but if he was just like a get out of hell card, right? Yeah. Instead of, man, no, he, he, he is actually the component that shifts my whole paradigm, my whole existence, my whole identity. So let's start there. Mm-hmm. Greater love has no man than he who would lay down his life for his friends, mm-hmm. right? So that's the snapshot of salvation. Let's unpack that. Let's talk about that. Let's talk about, first of all, why salvation is love. Mm. Right? Let's just let's just park it there. Why is salvation love? Why is salvation an expression of love? I you know, you would think that salvation is an expression of justice, mm. right? Or an ex, or, or an expression of no, judgment day <laughs> right? is or, or, an expression or, or of an, ex, an, an expression of correction. Mm. Right? So like I think about I think about my fatherhood. And when I go help my girls or I save my girls, yeah. there's this edge to me that's like, I told you. Yeah. You should have known better. But let me fix it for you. But let me fix it for you. Mm. Yeah. Right? <clears throat> but I feel like Jesus, or, or, or the Lord, right? Father, yeah. Son, Holy Spirit, because all three of them are active in the work and the act of salvation. I don't, I don't think that they do it like, like I'm going to do it for you. No. I think they say, we want to save you because we want this for you. Or even a chance to have a relationship with you. We want to save you. I love you so much that I'm going to give you the choice to choose me in yeah. salvation because that's what love is. Um, because if he would, if he, they came, or if, you know, Father, Son, Holy Spirit came in with the edge of like, look, I'm going to save you, but, you know. I'm going to save you, but. You know what that's I mean? That's funny. That's manipulation. Dude, that's how we help, yes. dude, that's how we help people. Yeah. Oh my God, Diana. Yeah. I'm going to save you, but. I'm going to help you, but... I mean, that's our humanity. You know, that's our humanity. We we always have something attached. We always have... And the the Lord is, I'm going to save you and... Oh my gosh. Well, I'm going to save you with a chance that you might choose me. Mm. Well, you can't be saved without being... without without, Without choosing, right? right, I, hear, right. I hear what you're saying. what saying. I hear what uh-huh. you're saying. I hear what you're saying. No, but what I, what I love about that is that the Lord doesn't... I think, that, to your point, how do we know that salvation is an, an expression of 
love and not justice. Well, the Lord doesn't need us. Mm. Why would he, what would he, what would he save us if, except not that he wants to spend eternity with us? Yes. If he, maybe there's a lot of people who would say, um, well, yes, God doesn't need me. I agree. It doesn't need you. But for whatever reason, he still wants to. Yeah. He chooses. Save mm-hmm. us. Yeah. And to me, that's love. It's like, I don't, I don't need you, but I, but I want but this I want for you. you. And I think it's almost a love that's unfathomable for us as humans yeah. because I love my children, but the way the Lord laid down his life for us is a different type of love. I'm sure if we had to lay down our lives for our children, we would. <laughs> but this was, <laughs> but, but because we know, we know our children, right? Like he's like, he knows us, but we don't even know him yet. Mm-hmm. Wow. And he's giving us an opportunity like, look, I want to save you. Come get to know me. Come here. Mm-hmm. Come know my goodness. This is my love for you without us knowing him back. That's crazy to me. Yeah. I mean, there's a million places I want to go in my brain. Yes. Um, but I, I think I want to, I, everything we're saying is beautiful. It's succinct. It's theologically sound. And you guys, I want you to really lean into this, this type of conversation because everything that, that we've been saying are they're, they're doctrinal points, right? The doctrine of election, um, <clears throat> that he chose all, right? That he chose us all, the doctrine of election. Now, I'm not going to turn this into a theological debate. I don't feel like fighting people. And you're not going to convince me if you send DMs. Yes. I'm not a Calvinist, okay? Do I believe in the doctrine of election? Absolutely. Do I believe in the elect? I 100%. But I believe that all are elect, that he chooses everyone. Everyone who gets saved was supposed to be saved, right? Okay. Um, and so in that is a doctrine of election that he, that he chose us all before the foundation of the world. That's, that's a big thing. In there, we see the, the doctrine of what's called propitiation, right? He wasn't, he wasn't just a replacement for us or a substitute. The thought of propitiation was, I found one like Cruz, Cruz owed me a penalty. Cruz needed to pay the punishment for his sin. I made Jesus Cruz so I could make Cruz Jesus. So he died as us. He didn't die for me. He died as me. And that's a big doctrinal point, right? That he, that he wasn't like, I volunteer for tribute. He said, no, I'm going to become all your filth. Everything that you're embarrassed of, everything that creates a sense of condemnation and shame, everything that you think could ever or would ever keep you from unity and fellowship with the Lord, Jesus became that. He, that's what Thessalonians and Corinthians teach, that he became sin. The one who knew no sin became sin that we might become the righteousness of God Mm -hmm. by faith in Christ, right? It's so so <clears throat> the doctrine of inclusion. Mm-hmm. And I just, I just want to point some of this stuff out, right? Like, cause again, our whole goal this season is to give you some really strong spiritual fundamentals, right? The doctrine of inclusion. He includes everybody. Why, do, why is, why is everybody supposed to be included? Because Romans three says all have sinned, oh, all have sinned. And fallen short of the glory of God. Amen. All of us. All of his sin, right? So his love is for all. John 3, 16, right? They say that's the, the gospel. That's the gospel in, in a nutshell. For God so loved yeah. the world that he gave his only begotten son. This yeah. is where the inclusion is, though. Because we have some thoughts on God loving the world. Okay. <clears throat> mm-hmm. yeah. But he gave his only begotten son. This is where he includes everybody. Whosoever. Not in the world, but he, but he includes everybody in the whosoever's. Whosoever. Whosoever, right? So anyway, um, I that's think... That's a good point because... Um, I remember a young adult was asking me, if, if God loves everybody in the world, why do we have to accept him? Like, like is that necessary? Oh, I love this. Can we talk about this? Like, yes. is that necessary? So yes. that was a question for me. Oh, can, can um, we talk oh, about this? Yeah, let me finish the question. Okay. And they're like, so if he already loves me, why do I have to accept him into my heart if he already loves me? That's, oh man. Because you got to love him back. All right. Say <laughs> that. Just kidding. No, no, but that's, but that that's, is in it in a nutshell. Okay. Can a I nutshell, give you, yeah. can I get, can I unpack it? Well, can, can I, to okay. that, I think one of the biggest wrestling points for maybe young adults around is that the reason why we have such a difficult time accepting the fact, like we, we all know we're all messed up, right? Yeah. And we know that we're like absolutely like <laughs> a hot mess sometimes. 
Um, but I think my biggest struggle growing up was seeing the gap. I think mm. the biggest, the biggest um, underestimation of young adults is the gap that exists between us and the creator of the universe. Mm. And what I mean by that is we've all fallen short of the glory of God. Mm. Well, that falling short is not, is not like this tiny little gap that you can fill with just like a little sorry and a prayer and mm. uh, hey, I'm going to do good today. You know, do it's better. a gap that no human with all of the strength possible could ever fill. It's something that is, you can't, it's impossible to fill that. So to me, God's holiness is something that young adults should, in a sense, try to grasp a little better because if you don't see the Lord as holy, yeah. you won't see yourself as sinful. If you that's don't see the word, the Lord as perfect and not perfect in terms of like, he just likes things in a certain way. Like he <laughs> likes for all the pens to be lined up. Right, no, no, no. Right. This is a being. Like all sovereign, almighty, all powerful. This is a being that is impossible for something to be wrong with him. It's impossible yeah, for him good. to be short, to be too full or too short. He's perfect. That means mm -hmm. that he doesn't need, and that, is, that means that he doesn't necessarily um, need anything to be added onto. We cover this with with God is God. Mm -hmm. So to me, um, I began in my young adult life to to see how short I was of the glory of God uh, when I began to see how 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 the Lord's holiness is more than I think it is, and it's more of something that I should learn from because if I see Him again, we talked about this last time. If I see Him. If I see him clearly and I know him rightly, then I'll know where I stand. So again, <clears throat> like you said, the more that I know, the more that I see how messed up I am. I am. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And how and much I need a I, savior. And I need it is like, I, how, my goodness. I think, I think there's, I, first of all, that's brilliant. I, that's absolutely beautiful. What I would add to it is that there is a degree of, I don't think the word is entitlement. I think it's non-responsiveness that comes even when we see our deficiency, okay. right? This is why everything in New Testament, everything in New Testament charges you to be a doer of the word, not just a hearer of the word. Yeah, yeah. A hearer of the word, according to the book of James, when he, when he admonishes us and, he's, and he really in, encourages us, believers, don't just be hearers of the word, be doers of the word, because a person who hears the word yeah. but doesn't do the word is like a man who sees his image in a mirror, sees the thing that he can, he can fix, Thanks sees the blemish, but walks away as if he saw nothing. Yeah. Um, in Matthew 19, there's a story of a rich young ruler who comes to Jesus. We talked about him, I think like two episodes ago. <clears throat> and Jesus actually points out the deficit of his belief system. Mm. He said, I've already kept the law. Yeah, yeah. I already keep the Sabbath. I, I, I'm, he was walking I'm in as righteous, yeah, right? Yeah, yeah. Like Self, I've done this, I've done that. Yeah, like, what else? And this is what happens when we view ourselves not in the light of our own merit and our own works because the scripture says it this way that in Ephesians 2, you were dead in sin, but you were now made righteous and you are saved by grace through faith in Christ, not by works, lest any man boast. What that means is no one can take credit yeah. for the saving work of, of the saving and redemptive work that Christ brings into us, but Christ and Christ alone. Amen. Um, one of the five solas, there are five solas that are like, but by faith alone, by grace alone, to the glory of God alone, through Christ alone, his word alone, right? <clears throat> and so one of them is to, 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 to God be the glory alone, right? And so anything that robs God of his glory is satanic, Mm. Right, I'm going to go there for a second. Anything that robs God of his glory is demonic and satanic. Let's think about what the sin was that did Lucifer in. Right. right? Was the sin of pride, covetedness, and wanting to rob the glory of God. Right, he right. stands next to God, reflects the glory of God to all the heavenly hosts, and somewhere in his, his mind, now I don't have enough Bible to understand how an angel has free right, will, right. but he does. I'll research I it. I can't, answer, I can't answer that question like, today. How did he get there? I can't answer that question today. I'll, yeah. I'll do some research. Anyway, but he says, not only can I be the, like the Most High, he said, I will be. I will be. I will be he like went, the most he high. He went a step up. <laughs> I, will be, I will be like the most yeah, high. Yeah. And so anytime we think our work can match the work of Christ, it's satanic. Mm. Yeah. That's, that's the sin of satanic and demonic pride where we say, no, I can be like the, I can, I can be like the most high. Right. Yeah. I, can, I can save myself. Um, <clears throat> and so 
Coming back to the thought, the original thought, right? Yes, absolutely. Seeing myself in the glory of God, I become a wretch undone. That's Isaiah 6, right? I see the Lord and his glory fills the temple and his train fills the temple and there's no room for me. And I'm a man who is unclean. I love Isaiah, right? I'm a man who is unclean and all of that. And um, essentially, the Lord, the Lord lets Isaiah be undone in, in contrast to his perfection, but then he doesn't allow him just to react. Because mm. we, we have moments of reaction. This is a good word. Emotionalism. We have, we have a moment mm -hmm. of reaction, emotional reaction. Yeah, yeah. And I think a lot of people think they're saved, but all they had was a reaction. Yeah, yeah. Well, that's part of our humanity. You know, we react and we respond to our emotions. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And I, I do. I think, I think a lot of people think they've so experienced good. salvation, but all they did was have an emotional, emotional. reaction. I cried. How do you know you're saved? Because I cried in a service and I prayed and a I prayer. And I felt God. You, you know, and I felt God. Did you go, did your life change? Did you go change your behavior? No, I don't think you were born again. Mm. Right. Did, did, did something in you, did, did you, did something in you begin to say, I can't live this way anymore. Yes, I don't it. want this anymore. I would venture to say this. And I feel, I feel at liberty to say this because I've heard my pastor say it from the pulpit. Pastor Charles has said this. If you are a Christian who believes you're born again, but you can go out and willfully, yes. willfully, I'm Knowing not talking, the truth. you guys, yes. you guys, I'm not talking a struggle. We yeah. all have a struggle. We all, and we we all, all make mistakes. We all fall yes. from the glory of God. This is yes. why we need grace yes. and we need mercy and we need goodness. We'll talk about in the next episode, no right? This is why This are. is why we need faith, yes. right? It's, faith is our victory. Well, this is why we need Jesus. Right? <laughs> but, but if I can go out and I can willfully yes. continue in sin, Without any... With no remorse. Yes. With no sense conviction. of just conviction. Like, yes. oh man, I got to do better. Yeah, yeah. Man, I got to change. I got to... Oh God. Oh gosh, man. man. You know, if that if that is not present, I would, I would argue that that person had an emotional reaction yes, yes. and not a new birth experience. Why? Because the new birth experience is not mm -hmm. seen in an emotional reaction. It's seen in a willful response. Amen. Yeah. Amen. Does that make sense? Mm -hmm. Right? So 100%, I see myself in the image of Christ. I see my deficiency and my inefficiency in the image of Christ, but that should bring me to an, the ability to respond, right? You and I talked about this before, have a response ability, mm -hmm. right? And what that, that ability to respond does now, when I say, I believe that Christ, I believe you are the Christ, the son of the living God, I believe that I'm dead in my sin, but I can be made alive in your grace and your mercy. I believe that I am far from God, but because of what you have done, you've, you make me now close to God. What does that do? That ability to respond yeah. and that decision to respond to the invitation of Christ does something. It brings us back into union and it brings us into fellowship with Christ. We cannot have the benefits of Christ without fellowship with Christ. We cannot, Paul said it this way, everything that I ever knew, I counted as dung and worthless that I may know him, watch, and the power of his resurrection and the fellowship of his suffering. Um, <clears throat> let me, and I'll just give you a quick thought on that and I'll I'm stop talking. No, go, no, go, no, go, no. Go. I was just gonna put a pause on that and I just wanna speak to somebody who's like struggling and like, yes, you're saved and you know that Jesus is your Lord, but you know, you sinned or you fell and you're feeling bad. That's actually a good thing. That means your heart is soft. That means that your heart is soft and you're responding to the Holy Spirit and now you're repentant and you're coming back. That's beautiful. So the faster that your heart is able to respond when you sin, that just means that the softer you are being to the Holy Spirit. I love, I love that thought. Tell me what you think about this, Felipe, that... <clears throat> That right there, salvation is not perfection. Salvation is a change of direction and a change of identity, a change of nature. Which brings me back to the point, to, to what I was talking about, holiness. The, the Lord's ultimate goal is to make you holy. Yes. Amen. And it's, we, we call that sanctification. There's a yes. process. So yes, you are being made like Jesus. The Lord's plan is ultimately to conform you into the image of his son. So that's why it's so important to have a savior who can be in the gap. He died as me. But also, I then start to become like him. Yeah. And the and the the book of Revelation says that the Lord is coming back for a spotless bride. Mm. That means that ultimately, in our in in the in in fellowship and communion with the Lord, He not only is making our life better, He not only is giving you a promotion, He not only is giving you peace and freedom from anxiety, He's also changing your behavior and yeah. your nature. I love this. And, I love and your also, desires. And your desires yeah. will change, and your your 
the, your goals or whatever you want to call them mm-hmm. will change the way that you respond to <clears throat> call to assignment to his spirit will all change but it's is the process of sanctification that i think you don't see the value of unless the lord again is holy yeah in your head yeah unless the lord is like oh my goodness how can i how can i do this without jesus yeah, right yeah. <laughs> well having that revelation of holiness amen and if that's you, you listening to this part like man i do fall short i do make mistakes but every time i do it I just, I get back up and I do it all again. That's the process. Yeah. Trust, trust the yeah. Lord in the process. <clears throat> well, the beauty, the beauty of it is I, I love, I love, I love this whole conversation, man. This is so godly. This may be, and I'm not saying it because we're on the podcast together, but this may be my new favorite explanation in just conversation on salvation because it's so, it's so profound, but it's so simple, mm-hmm. right? <clears throat> so we're talking there was a need for a savior. Someone needed, needed to love me. Love needed to be projected to me. And yeah. I haven't forgotten about the question of why yeah, do I need it? Why do, we're I, answering the why do I need, why, why do I need to choose God if he loves everybody? We'll talk about that in a second, right? <clears throat> in the process of sanctification, what we do is we, we join ourselves together. Um, in, I think it was episode five or six of last season's podcast. I talked about being yoked, mm-hmm. right? And so we yoke ourselves to the Lord. We join him in fellowship and, it, I cannot have I cannot have the benefit of God without re- relationship or without a response to Jesus. Something that I'm very intrigued by, and we don't have time to unpack it today, but maybe we will soon on on the content, is that Romans 10 talks about salvation. That if any man believes in his heart, confesses with his mouth that Jesus Christ is Lord, Lord, you will be saved. Yeah. Right, and lordship has is more than savior i can have a savior and not be submitted to him right like like i don't know if you've ever been saved like okay so i have i have a funny story i was like nine or ten we went to these like japanese gardens when we were when i was little um and i've always been (laughs) we yeah i was i was little i was a little guy we still lived in la and there's like this just Obviously, you can think of like how beautiful the cultures and stuff is in Southern California. So we go to these Japanese gardens and there's this massive koi fish pond, right? Massive, massive koi fish pond. And I'm just intrigued by water. Diana will tell you, I love water. I I love water. I love to swim. I love to be in water. And so even as a little guy, I loved to be in water. So I went and I just walked out too far on the rocks, right? Have you ever gone too far because of something you enjoyed? (laughs) I'll leave it alone, right? <laughs> and I went too far and I fell too deep. Oh, we're not tra- come on, we're not somebody. Trying to preach today. <laughs> anyway, but I did. I went too far. And you fell. And I fell too deep, right? And my mom has seven brothers. My uncle Eliazar. Mi tío Eliazar Higuera. You know I have an uncle named Eliazar too? For real? On my mom's side. Are we brothers? I think so. <laughs> um, check this out. We might be cousins. We might be cousins. Um, so my, my, my uncle, it happens to be there. He, he reaches in and pulls me out. Apparently, I was struggling. Like, I, I could swim at 10 years old, but I was struggling to find a way out. It's a pond. There's rocks, all this, and I was struggling to find a way out. He reaches in, pulls me out, mm-hmm. and what does he do? He saves me. Okay. But ask me if I have a relationship with someone who saved me mm. in where they determined the course of my life. Yeah. Okay. Does this that make is sense? A word. Yeah. Does that make sense to you? And it's very possible to know Jesus as someone who just pulled you out of a drowning situation, but not someone who determines the everyday direction of your life. Yeah. And the scripture says, if, if you believe in your heart and confess with your mouth that Jesus Christ is Lord, you will be saved. I wonder if what Paul is saying there is saying the proof, the proof positive of your salvation is not that you had someone pull you out of something when you were into deep. It's how someone helps you determine your everyday steps, Mm -hmm. pointing Mm -hmm. you towards a life that is abundant and godly and the God plan and the God dream for your life. That's Lordship. Lordship is I pulled you out. Now I'm setting you on your path. I've set you on the path of life. Follow these words of mine, Matthew 7, right? A man who builds his, his, his life on his own words and, or hears my words and doesn't listen is like a foolish man who builds his house on sand. But any man who hears these words of mine is a wise man as, like, as the man who built his house on the rock. So anyway, my whole point is 
Salvation requires a response, not just an emotional reaction, right? So that brings me to answer this question that this young adult had with you, right? Love is not love without a response. Amen. Mm. Love isn't love without a response. It's incomplete. If I chase you around and I tell you that I love you and you don't love me back, I'm a stalker. <laughs> yeah. Ooh. And creepy. We don't share love. <laughs> and that's abusive. I, I, I personally really believe this. I believe that love that is expressed without reciprocity and there's an expectation there, but there's no reciprocity, that's abusive. At best, I'm a hostage. Mm. Yeah. I'm a prisoner of love. I'm, I'm being held hostage, right? So <clears throat> the, love, the, the, love, the love relationship that we have with the Father requires a response, right? It requires an act of will. And so I, I, I love this thought that we're joined, with, we're joined with Jesus through the response of our will. Back to everything we've been saying, 1 Corinthians 1 verse 30 says it this way, and because of him, you are in Christ Jesus. Because of the Father, you are in Christ Jesus who has become wisdom to you and righteousness and sanctification and redemption. So righteousness, sanctification, redemption, and wisdom does not come apart from being in Christ. Right, 2 Corinthians 5, 17, we can, we can go all day with this, but I'll just say this one more. One more. If any man be in Christ, in Christ not around Christ, mm. not by Christ, right? If any man be in Christ, in fellowship, Amen. in union, in oneness, he is a new creation. The old life is begun. The old, the, the yeah. old life is gone. The new life has begun, you know? And so I think, like, like, can, can we talk about this? Can we talk about the response of salvation? You know, or maybe the order of salvation, mm. right? Like the Lord offers you new life. He, I think that's why we get emotional. I'm not against an emotional reaction. I get emotional when I see 20 and 30 year olds giving yeah, yeah, their life yeah, to yeah. Jesus. I, I weep I, because it's beautiful because of what's happening on the inside, right? Um, but I think there's got to be an order to it, right? So I have, I have this moment where I realize I need a savior. Yeah. And then this moment where I realize that Jesus offers me salvation. And that's where we cry yeah. in a service and we cry, oh my gosh, I could, my, man, the, the, the slate can be wiped fresh. My life can be made new. I can become a new person. I'm, I don't have to wear the labels of my struggles and I don't have to wear the labels of, what, of my past, right? Um, and then I have the responsibility of a response. Um, and I think I want to land there a little bit. Why do you think, let me ask you this question, Dan, and let's just unpack it for a second. Why do you think that's the knee-jerk reaction of a lot of, of this generation, because I hear that too. Hey, if God, if, if Jesus loves me, like why do I have to do all this other stuff if he already loves me? I think it goes back to entitlement and just the fact that right now in this world, the world's climate is inclusion. Inclusion of anything and everything. Mm. Mm. So if God is a good God, then he loves everyone just as they are, period. So why do I have to like, do all this other stuff because then then they're this was their response then i'm like earning his love if he already loves me why do i have to do more mm. so that's just the conversation i had with this person of like god is good yes but at the same time just like you said if the lord loves us and we love him back then as him being our savior i would want him to smile on me so like what is what is the word what does the word of god say about him in my life, in my direction. Now, do I want him to smile on me? And I, do I want his ways on my life? Yes. Okay. Well, then we got to do what God's word says. So that's the path that we went down was, okay, so if we want God to be God in our lives, okay, so let's look at his word. What does his word say about our lives? Yeah, I love it. How I would think, you respond to that? I just think also like, well, at least I'm going to speak for me and my experience, right? I there was a moment where I, I responded to to an emotional moment, and obviously in that emotional moment, Felipe was a hot mess. He was struggling, right, etc. And um, so then a natural response is, "He, Jesus has the answers for my immediate needs, so let me respond, right?" And my decision was to make Him Lord. And I love that about our church is that we make it a point to make sure that we that we explain like, absolutely, Pastor Charles just. It's from the moment I came to this church, uh, he needs to sit on the throne of my heart. Yep. 
And to me, that's the best image of it. Yeah. So I knew the decision that I was making at the time. I was very aware of what that looked like. Um, no, I was very aware of what that sounded like, but I wasn't very aware of what that, what that looked like. And what I ended up finding out is that I, I felt like I was good as long as I didn't have anything necessarily bothering me. <laughs> so then I didn't feel the need for Jesus. So I, all that to say that I think there's this generation of things are good and there's no need for an actual savior. Right. And, tell and we only need him to actually come and save us from emergencies. <laughs> but besides that, we're good. We don't, we don't necessarily need saving. We need, um, I don't know, we need like a superhero maybe sometimes, <laughs> you know? And it sounds silly to say that, right? But it's, it's, it's truly w w where I feel like this generation is at is, um, and especially with inclusion, it's a big, it's a big tension because yeah. with inclusion, everyone's good. Yeah, yeah. Everyone's good enough. Um, it, we all have, we all are made different. And yes, we all are made different and we all have, you know, <clears throat> we're all humans, but it, there's a very different, there's a very big difference between the good that God is and the good that we call here. Yeah, yeah. So the entitlement to me comes from calling myself something that I'm not, like For I'm sure. good. Yeah, sure. I would, you guys Judging are, ourselves. you guys both are so very deep, very, very deep. I'm very simple in my thought for that. And so I'll, for, for once in my life, I'll provide the, sim the simple I'm thought. very shocked. <laughs> um, I think, I think, I think the way we view love relationships and the expectations that we have of love relationships is imprinted in our spirit, our hearts, our psyche by our creator. Here's what I mean. So this young lady, let's say this young lady gets in a relationship <clears throat> and in that relationship, the young man that she has her affection set on um, tells her once, I love you, mm -hmm. right? Or let's say it fl it's flipped. She tells him, she expresses her affection for him. Hey, I love you. And he says, I love you too, but never shows it, never walks in it, never engages in behavior that says, I choose you. As a matter of fact, he's with other girls. He's pursuing other, other, other romantic interests. And she comes and she says, hey, why don't you love me? Mm -hmm. And he says, I do. I do. <laughs> How do I know? Because you told me you love me. We're good. Right? That seems so counterintuitive and so just like, I would never stand for a relationship like that, except we expect our relationship with Christ to be that way. Yeah. You know? And so I don't mean to be all condemning, right? But like, it's the same fallacy, right? And so I think that... You preached this one time. You preached this one time and you said, yes, we all know that God loves you. And some of us are okay with saying like, yeah, God loves me. Right. I'm good. God right. loves me right. so much that he sent his only son. <laughs> right. But love is incomplete up until that point until because <laughs> I need to say I, lo I love God. I need to right. get to that place where I say I love God. And that's right. also a really big, in my opinion, a big underestimated part in our relationship with Jesus. Because all of us, and I talk about this all the time, about how we're good saying, God, I trust you, God. Right. But man, saying I love you, I love you. back to the <laughs> Lord. Yeah. I mean, think about like A lot of us have walked down that path of, of having like our first love or or, you know, maybe some of you are married or engaged or whatever, but think about the moment where, where you said, I love you back, mm -hmm. or they said it back to you, what that did to the relationship. And all I'm saying here- And how your behavior changed. Yeah, absolutely. And how your trajectory of <clears throat> your choosing changed. Yeah, the, para that. the paradigm of your relationship changed. Yeah, it's like, oh, your shoot. words align to what you're saying. Yeah, okay, your we're action. one and the same. We're here, we're there, we're, we're here now, you know? And so- I think in the process of salvation, it's, it's the Lord's will of sanctification, of holiness, of redemption, of renewal, but it's my will of openness mm -hmm. to receive all of it. Love without a response is not real love. It makes me think <clears throat> of like in the beginning of my journey with the Lord, I always thought it was weird that he would call the church his bride. Mm. You know, like, I'm not a woman, Lord, <laughs> you know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. But I think, I think, um, and I've heard it said before that it, that's like the closest kind of relationship that we could, or in this world, in this earth, compare to us and the Lord is one of marriage, one of, one of complete commitment, one of complete trust, one of complete intimacy. You know, I feel that's like good, some, yeah. some dudes out there just get weird with like, you gotta be intimate with God. Like, that's weird. Why? Yeah. 
Because the kind of relationship that we that we that the Lord is calling us to have with Him is one that we can only experience with Him. Yeah. And I think the 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 picture of a bride and a groom is, I mean, it's the one that I think we can all understand really well in saying, yeah. I'm gonna respond. That's it right there. To this there. person that's that says right that there. they love me and that they'd give their life for that's me. That's it right there. When we marry any 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 people in our church, we say that you are to love your wife the yeah. same way that Christ loves the church. Yeah. That means that you'd be willing to give up your life yeah. for her. And it's all hinged with this, and we're going to land the plane with this. Because in the next episode, I want us to talk about the response. Because mm. you can't, like, you, grace and faith, because you can't be saved without grace and faith. Right. Grace and faith is all about the response. All about the response. But all three of us marry people. Mm -hmm. We all officiate weddings. And that wedding and that marriage moment is not a wedding and a marriage moment if both parties don't, don't say, say I, I do. do. You know? Legally, so, we can't even no, sign we can't, that paper. We can't. It's not a consent. It's not a consent. So here's what we want you to do as we land the plane and we end our time with you today. Salvation Amen. is a big subject. And to try to cover it in 45, 50 minutes is ambitious. But by and large, I want you to understand this. You know you needed a savior. Jesus is the savior that offers the, not only the best life, but the God life. Mm -hmm. That life cannot enter your life and your reality until you say, I do. Amen. Do you trust me? I do. Am I Lord? Am I Lord? You are. You are. Do I get access, not just emotions? You do. You know? Amen. And... I think salvation is more than one moment at a church service. Oh, salvation yeah. is an experience you live every, every single day, day. every day. Mm -hmm. And so I want you to walk away with this thought that, that the work of salvation in your life, redemption happened, you're done, you're bought yes, back. Yes. But salvation is consistently working through the act of sanctification, oh, of restoration, of repentance. And most yeah. people think it's vice versa. Yes. Right. And so I want, you to, I want you to approach your salvation and you being saved. Cruz, how do I know I'm saved? Are you still saying I do to Jesus? Come on. Because if you are, That's a word. then you're saved. Amen. Come on. That's a good talk today. Peace. Good talk. <laughs> oh, I love you. you. That was great. I love you. That was a really great conversation. Hey, guys, we love y'all. Thank you so much for rocking with us. Can't wait to see you on the next episode. We're going to be talking about grace and faith. It's going to be incredible. Until then, make sure you're rocking with us on Instagram, on, no, we're not on TikTok. God bless. We're Christians. Um, I'm just kidding. <laughs> rock, rock with us on Instagram, on YouTube. Turn on the notifications. You know what it is, okay? You know what it is. You know what it Turn, is. Uh, like, give, give us an opportunity to get this content out there. So give us a review. Give us a thumbs yeah. up. Like this. Share it. So many of you guys do. So thank you in advance for partnering with the culture. And man, we just believe that this message is going to be blessing hundreds, if not thousands, of young adults across the United States. So we love you guys. We'll see you next time.